Good morning. We're going to go ahead and get started. Everybody can come on in and find a seat. We just want to welcome everybody to Family Life on this morning. We just are so thankful and grateful to be in the house of the Lord one more time. Um, just thankful and grateful for our health and our strength that God has blessed us with. So if you guys just want to come on in and find a seat, we're going to get started in worship this morning. We're going to go ahead and pray. Um, Most Heavenly Father, God, we just thank you just for being God. Um, We thank you for your peace, for your love, for your mercy, and for your grace. Um, We thank you for your consistency in this crazy world, and um, we thank you for being dependable. Um, We thank you for being a present help in a time of trouble, and we thank you for being our Savior. We thank you for redeeming us and giving us an opportunity at salvation. Um, We just ask that your spirit come into this place, for the Bible declares that where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And so we just want to bask in your spirit on this morning. We just want to bask in your freedom. And we just want to thank you for being so merciful and kind to us. In Jesus' name, amen. Just ask everybody to go ahead and stand. We're going to get started with worship. Sorry.
just melt into his presence this morning and just stay there forever. But I want to share something with you that I feel like is just going to go right along with that. You know, a week ago or so, we found out some of the most devastating information I've, I've always had in my life, and that was that our oldest daughter has breast cancer. And after I heard that, fear gripped my heart like it's never gripped it before. That's my baby. And I tried to have the thoughts like, I'm her mom, I would take it for her in a second if I could. Fear has a way of snowballing and gripping your heart and causing you to see everything through some tainted lenses and it just gets bigger and bigger. I honestly didn't, I didn't know how to be. I don't know if that makes any sense. I did, just didn't know how to be. And then on Tuesday, more news came. She has two kinds of cancer. I'm telling you what, I was overwhelmed. And then I just, someone keep, said to me a few days ago that we don't fight from the place of defeat. We fight from victory. But honestly, guys, I didn't know how to be victorious. So I called and I had Julie and she prayed with me. And then I went to my knees and I started to pray. And my prayer wasn't what you would think it would be. Oh God, don't let my child die. My prayer became one that I believe that the Holy Spirit prayed through me. And what it was, was it was God, no matter what, I'm going to trust you. And that as the tears started falling down my face and I began to cry and I just began to cry out, God, I trust you. God, I trust you. God, I trust you. Just over and over and over again. And as I did, this overwhelming peace came over me. And I don't know if, I don't think she's going to die. I don't believe that she's going to die. But I didn't want her to have to go what she was going to have to go through. But I know now, you know, there was a scripture in Job and where Job says, though you slay me, yet will I trust you. Even if I die, even if my child dies, God, I trust you. I trust you. I trust you. And then she called me a few days later and she said that after it settled down and she and her husband went off to work, he works out of town. She said she got down and she began to pray. And guys, the same exact experience happened to her. She began to pray and the tears, she said they didn't even feel, they felt like they were God's tears coming from her eyes. And she said she prayed, I trust you. I trust you. I trust you. And as I was coming here this morning, you know, I don't know what I believe and with all the faith that I can have. And another thing God told me when I was praying, he said, Shelly, get up. You wrote a book about this very thing. Now get up and walk in it. Walk it out. And he just gave me a little whipping about being so defeated. So, you know, I feel like he put my boots back on my feet and got me back up on so that I could walk and I could be brave and I could be strong. And this morning, 
as I was coming to church, he just said, the joy of the Lord is my strength. And I'm God. I'm like, I'm, I don't know how joyful I feel. But you know, as I began to look that up, the joy of the Lord is not a big smile on my face. It's a joy that says, guys, get this. This joy in that passage means that you have such a place with him that you trust him no matter what. Trust is going to see us through. Trust is going to be what we need to make it through every trial, everything that we go through. If we don't have the relationship, you know, how do you love God? We're talking this morning about how do you love God when you love him like this. You get down on your knees and you say, I don't care what happens in my life. I trust you. I will not turn back. I will not do anything but press forward with you. That's my, you know, that's my joy of the Lord this morning. I trust you. I trust you. I trust you. Precious loving Father, Lord, we thank you and we give you praise because the power is yours, the kingdom is yours, this earth is yours. You created this earth, you created us, Lord God. And you're so worthy, worthy to be praised. So many times we move so quickly and we forget to give you praise. We forget to honor you. We forget to reverence you, Lord God, for all the things you have done in our life, for every day that you allow us to open our eyes and take another breath and see that sun shining through the window and the birds chirping, our kids fighting, our employees getting on our nerves, traffic jam the ups and downs we still thank you because you are worthy as part of whatever goes on in our life you are worthy Lord God and so I just pray right now that every heart and mind Lord God will hear what the word speaks to them the way you want to speak to them Lord God we just pray that none of us leave here the same that we take this word in and we ask you Lord to help us lead us and guide us in Jesus name Amen try not to sniffle too much in the mic <laughs> Amen Amen we're going to uh, read Psalms 34 verse oh I'm sorry we're going to dismiss the children first. sorry Get out of here. <laughs> I'm not used to having to do that part. Glad you reminded me. Amen. Psalms 34, and we're going to read verse 4 through 10. Amen. Psalms 34, 
verse 4 through 10. The New King James Version, it says, I sought the Lord, and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. They looked to him and were radiant. Their faces were not ashamed. This poor man cried out, and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamps around all around those who fear him and delivers them. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts in him. Oh, fear the Lord, you his saints. There is no want to those who fear him. The young lions lack and suffer hunger, but those seek those who seek the Lord shall not lack any good thing. I mean, my topic for today is try me. And not try me, but try Jesus. Amen. There, there was a little shirt they made, a little saying, somebody said, don't try me, try Jesus, because I fight. But we're not going to do it there. Amen. Try me. What makes you try something? When, when you are going in Walmart, back in the day, I remember when I was a kid, we'd go in Walmart, and they had the little samples all over the food section. That was the most exciting part for me when I got to go to the store. I got to try all the new little snacks. Because my parents, you know, we didn't buy, we didn't buy name brand snacks. You know, my kids kind of got it made with they want the Doritos and Lay's and all that stuff. And, you know, we wasn't getting that at home when we was growing up. And so we would go through and say, ooh, what's the snacks? I'll go try one. Say, here, hmm, oh, dang, that's not good. Try another one. Hmm, that's, that's pretty good. But what makes you try something? And when you try it, are you really seeing if you really like it or you don't? And what is, like, drawing you towards trying something new? Now, those that don't know me, I'm from Evansville, Indiana, and the main mall in Evansville is Eastland Mall. And so going through the food court, there's a restaurant called Bourbon Street Ticket. Amen. She knows exactly what I'm talking about. So see, we're going somewhere right now. And I remember when this place first opened up, and it'd be a young lady out here with the tray, and she had little samples of chicken. And she'd be like, Burby chicken for the Lolo, I hook you up. Come and try it, it's the bomb, baby. And you see somebody like that promoting their food, telling you it's the bomb, baby, come and try this. This is good. I said, I'm gonna come and try this chicken. I was like, the way this girl promoting this chicken, it's got to be fire. So I go over there and I try a piece of like, Ooh, she's like, see, you wanna come, come get some. It's hot and fresh. So I go over there and get me a little, little to-go tray, and ooh, this is so good. I couldn't even leave the car. I was in the car just eating it. And every time I come through the mall, I see that young girl out there. Burby chicken for the Lolo. Come and try it. It's the bomb, baby. She was so excited and so confident in what she, she was selling to the people that was walking by, telling you, you're going to love this. You may not like chicken, but you're going to like this chicken. And so she was so confident in doing this. And that begins to make me think is, this young lady has so much passion, 
so much commitment that she didn't care what you thought. She didn't care if you laughed at her. She was out there every single time I went to the mall. Bourbon chicken for the low low. And never forget that. And that's been over 10 years, hasn't it, Tiffany? That she's been out there. Tear the Amen. See? So I got another witness right here so y'all know I'm telling the truth. Amen. So now you know I got to throw in my favorite restaurant, Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A has a commitment that even if you think the chicken is just okay, their customer service is going to keep you coming back. You see that line for the first time you come to Chick-fil-A, you see that line wrapped around the building twice, cars backed up on the road, you got police directing traffic because it's so packed, and you think, there's no way I'm going to get my food that fast. There's no way I'm going to get my food in five, ten minutes. And you get through, and you're like, I cannot believe this. I got my food in five or ten minutes. The people were nice. It's my pleasure. It makes that chicken taste even better. Waffle fries, lemonade if you like tea, tea too. But if you go into McDonald's and you see that line wrapped around the building, you might as well keep on going because you're going to be there for about eight hours. But these companies, these people are committed to something. They're committed to do something that's going to really draw people to come back. And what are we doing as a body of Christ? Are those some things that we think about? In today's world, we live in a fast-moving pace due to technology constantly changing everything. And social media, everyone's trying to be first. And we rush to be first, not even being accurate with what we're doing. And we cause all this confusion. News comes out. People try to be first with the news. So-and-so died. And then the person that said they died, they tweeted, I am not dead. I don't know who said I died, but I'm not dead. Because people are trying to be first all the time, moving too fast, and we mess up. Yet rushing through life can cause physical health and leave you feeling unfulfilled and unable to devote your attention to the people and things that you care most about. So when we try Jesus, and some people say, well, I tried Jesus, but it didn't work. What are they really saying? Because there's two things. There's two things. Either they didn't really try it like they should have and give it some time or the place that they went to the people that they were surrounded by caused them not to follow Christ see there's no such thing as a perfect church or anything that's perfect as many times as I've been to Chick-fil-A I have to say it, they messed up before. <laughs> I, it hurts my heart to say it. Those know I love Chick-fil-A. I give them, good promo, I give them a, a million out of a million. But they have messed up. There's been times we went, chicken was burnt. There's been times we went where the grease should have been changed and the fries wasn't that good. But it didn't stop me from coming. And so sometimes when people come to crisis, are they giving their all? because nothing comes fast. And because of technology and the way this world is moving, we want to try Jesus, 
and then was like, all right, well, I went two Sundays, didn't work, uh, I'm not going no more. I didn't like how some of the people were acting. I felt like it was a little too long, or maybe it was a little too short, or maybe it was too many songs, or the, the preacher preached too long. All these things that we try to push away when we're trying something. But if you really try Jesus, or try anything, when it comes in your life, it's going to take time. And so as Christians, we've got to make sure that we do our part. In this Psalms 34, David is praising God for deliverance from a life-threatening situation that he was in. If you have time today, read the whole Psalms. And so David, who was a man after God's own heart, because he was faithful to the Lord, he was repenting when he did wrong, and he loved the Lord with all his heart, yet and still, things happen. All of David's psalms that he's wrote express worship in his psalms, encouragement to give God praise for who he is and what he has done. And so for my first point is seek Jesus first. Psalms 34 in the verse 10, it says, but those who seek the Lord should not lack any good thing. Jesus gives us an open invitation to an amazing relationship with him in his fatherly love. He gives us a choice to accept the invitation or refuse it. It's known as free will. His door is wide open and it's up to us whether we enter in or not. As we come into trying Jesus for the first time, or even us that's been in the Christian world, in Christian life for a while, things take time to go to the next level. How do we strengthen our prayer life? How do we read our Bible more? Are you just going to wake up, bam, just like that and be, and be best at it? No, it takes time. Just like for a prime example, if you don't work out for two years, and you gain 200 pounds, and you say, you know what, you wake up one day, you know what, today's the day I'm going to the gym, I'm going to lose this 200 pounds today. It ain't going to work like that. You ain't going to lose it in 30 days. If it took you two years to put on 200 pounds, it may not take you two years to take it off, but it's going to be kind of close, depending on the work that you want to put into it. And so we have to understand that this process of seeking Jesus takes time. It's a relationship that you've got to spend with him in his word, in prayer, in spite of what's going on in your life, when we call ourselves trying, trying Jesus. My second point is humble yourself. King David said in verse 6, this poor man, David called himself a poor man, crying out unto the Lord, and he heard me, and he saved him out of all his trouble. Being humble is something that's not popular in this world. People like to stick their chests out, think that they're all that, look what I have, and you don't have it. But King David humbled himself. King David called himself poor unto the Lord. That's, you really think about that, that's, that's something for him to say to this poor man. Because we ha he recognizes that Christ 
that God owns everything and that he has nothing without Christ. So being humble in prayer before the Lord and being humble in front of others and repenting. We can't be humble when it's just me and the Lord on the side. People need to see that. When, when us men and we meet every month and we talk about the things we're dealing with and we're praying for one another, encouraging one another to stay in the faith, that's part of what's going on. And there was a, there was a man that was uh, staying in the shelter and he came. He didn't have to come, but he came in there and he sat in there. believe him listening to the testimony of us men that's been meeting month in and month out and we're still encouraged by the Lord we're still fighting a good fight not giving up really just unite that fire that was already burning within them and for him right there and that meeting give himself to Christ and not even a week later we see that man. We see that brother. And y'all, y'all seen him on Facebook that was shared with his life. Just see his face just lit up. I mean, the glory of the Lord just all over him. Why? Because he is really giving Christ a chance. Not realizing that, hey, yes, I'm going to go through stuff. But you know what? I got somebody that's going to stick with me closer than a brother. That's going to carry me through. All because we was humbling ourselves among one another, repenting. Humbling yourself means coming back, coming before Jesus in all and reverence, despite of what people may think of you. It's, be, it's being well to say, willing to say, I was wrong. It's the position of your heart to be open to his word. It's taking the focus off of yourself and focus on what really matters, and that's Jesus. It is not about promoting ourselves. Look at what I've done. It's about what Christ has done in my life. My third point, and I'm probably going to sit here for a while, is what's your sale pitch? That young lady that was selling that chicken, she was motivated. That chicken's a bomb, baby. Come and get some. I'll hook you up. And it draw people in. And people came eating that place. And that visit, there's been a lot of restaurants in that, in that mall that's come and gone. And that place is still sitting there for over 10 years. What's your sales pitch? A great sales pitch includes a strong value proposal that will pursue others to believe in it just as much as you do. As much as y'all hear me talk about Chick-fil-A, y'all like, man, if you ain't never had it, you're like, I'm going to have to try that Chick-fil-A the way Mr. Gray keeps talking about it. I got to see what this is about. And everyone that's, that's went with me that's never had it before, they've tasted it. It's like, man, this is, this is really good. I said, I told you. When, you, when I'm willing to make a 45-minute drive just for some Chick-fil-A and sit there and eat, 
and make my way back, that's some good, that's some good chicken and some good fries. But what is your sales pitch? Jesus is telling us that we got to show people, not in just our words, but in our action. Matthew 5, 16 says, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. So throughout your life, when you're going up and things are good, you give God praise. And you worship him. And people see that. And when things are low, you give God praise. And you worship him. And somebody that don't know Christ and they see you, and they may find out, man, did you know that they're going through this, they're going through that? You're like, I would have never known the way that they give God glory, the way that they give God praise. I want to try that. I want the same thing that he's got. I want the same thing that she got. Because of how I live, your, how I live my life. Yes, it's hard sometimes. But when you have other brothers and sisters fighting the same fight, coming together to help strengthen you, people are going to see that and they're going to want the same thing. But we can't throw in the towel. And yes, the devil's going to constantly try to fight and pick us apart. This love that Jesus has for us is like no other. The love that he displays. David wrote all these psalms, and people are talking about King David. But if you read through what King David did, he did a lot of shady stuff. I mean, it's a lot of shady stuff. You see a woman that's already married, so I want her, and you take her, and then her husband, which is one of your best soldiers, soldiers, you kill him to try to cover up your own mess. And he repents before God. And God forgave him. And still call him a man after his own heart. So no matter what you think you went through, that Christ can't accept you, that he won't take you, David will tell you otherwise. He'll tell you, taste and see how good he is. Taste and see the goodness of the Lord and how he can forgive you. How he can take you in when nobody else wants to take you in. When your parents didn't want you. When you felt like you was all alone, Jesus can take you. And I'll testify of the battles that he's won how you were my portion when theirs wasn't enough. I'll testify the seas that you cross of the waters that you parted and the waves that you walked on. I'll testify, if nobody else will, of the goodness of the Lord. That even when the devil thinks that he has you locked up in the corner, in a room, and then you just pray unto the Lord and you sing and give him praise and his angels come down and protect you. 
and sees you through. In spite of whatever the devil tried to throw in your life, understand that there's no greater love, there's no greater power than our God. And I pray that every last one of you guys try him. Don't give up. Let your light shine for those who are leading in this fight to draw people in. That song says thousands and thousands ought to be billions and billions because the way that we present ourselves, the way that we let our light shine all over this world. Never give up that fight. Never count yourself out in spite of what this world may say. Because my God don't fail. And that's the story that I'm going to tell. Who's coming up for, for worship? This clock is ticking. And the devil is trying to fight as hard as he can to pick us apart. He's trying hard. But just as hard as the devil is trying, we got to try hard too. And let him know that he has a place right under our feet. He's going to throw things in there that's going to want to make you give up. Say, no, I don't want to deal with people. I don't want to deal with nobody. I'm just going to stay to myself. That's what the devil wants to isolate you. But if you believe that he can carry you through, you'll be amazed. Friday, I came in here for Richard and Rose to talk about their trip to Brazil. And there was something that was said by a young man that just blew me away. This man said he wasn't even saved, but maybe a year. And he felt God pulling him to this trip. And God used this young man in Brazil to be able to lay hands on people and heal them. He wants all of us. He wants to use every last one of us if we're willing. And that door is wide open. That young man walked through that door and accepted what God was leading him into. He did exactly what he needed to do. If there's anyone today, as the altar workers come up, that you're ready to walk through that door and accept Christ in your heart for the first time, or maybe the second time, or whatever many times it's been. Or if you're someone, you know what? I need God to help me. I just need prayer. Come on up. Taste and see the goodness of the Lord. David was on the run. They was looking to kill him. And he was trying to figure out, how do I get out of this mess? So he began to act a little crazy. So they wouldn't, they wouldn't think that he was a king, think that he was maybe somebody else. The Lord protected him through that. And so that's why he wrote Psalms 34. The battle, the, the thing that has you surrounded, will you try Jesus to see what he can do in your life? Will you? 
or will you just put one little foot in just to try to see? I'm going to try one foot. I'm not going to give it my all, but I'm going to try a little foot and see what happens. If you're not all in, you're not going to get the full benefits. If you go to Chick-fil-A and you just get some lemonade, you're not getting the full benefits. When me and my wife got married, we did marriage counseling. And there's a lot of things that that, that pastor brought to our attention to help save us with a lot of arguments. But he also said, you're still going to have arguments. You're still going to have issues. Work through. Press through. Don't give up. And a good close friend of mine, and I started in ministry, just like a father to me, he said, said Mr. Gray, it's going to take about five years. I'm like, five years? What? It's going to take about five years. It's going to get a lot better. And then you have other times. He said, but keep God first and pray. We don't keep God first. It leaves place for the devil to come in and stir up all kind of stuff. And then you have nothing to fall on. But when you have God first and things start stirring up, you know who to fall on. You know to kill that snake right there where it's at. share your testimony to other people to show them how much you truly love God share your ups, share your downs and how God delivered you just as you read through Psalms and see all the testifying and praises that David wrote it just amazes me so when I go through things, I just pull out his word and start reading the Psalms and just seeing how yet he was in a place to where this was the end and he thought it was over. God seen him through. God will see you through every situation that you're in if you allow him into your heart. give up. Try them. And I promise you your life will be changed if you give them your all. So I'm going to pray. If there's anybody else that wants to come up, you can. Gracious, loving Father, Lord, we just thank you and honor you, Lord God. Pray that every heart and mind take in your word, Lord, to receive it that this will impact their life to position themselves to glorify you, Lord God, to let their light shine, to testify to others how good you have been because you're worthy, Lord. Lord, we just pray that right now that no woman be afraid to give their all to you, Lord God, to totally be in to try you and taste and see how good you are you're better than anything in this world. That you know the beginning and the end. So we want you in our life, Lord. And so as we leave this place on today, Lord God, we pray that you protect us, 
Lead us and guide us, Lord, into our hearts and our minds that we will grow closer to you. Lord, we thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen.